Yeah, like if you gave some of them like a few thousand dollars to mess with ads and that ended up growing their Twitch viewership, like that's probably way more money than you winning a championship. You're listening to the Humans That Game podcast. Super excited to be bringing this back. And sorry about the delay on this episode. I've just had multiple issues with the software and programs that I've been using. Um, So I'm thinking about just like completely switching everything up and just using everything that my company uses um, for the podcast. But just super excited to be back. I've got some incredible episodes lined up. I'm flying out to New York beginning of February, interviewing some people down there. Um, So just really excited to get more involved with this podcast. I've just been ramping up my business, really focused on on the business. It's it's only Q1. We're already set up to have our, not set up, we're already um, we're already on track to have our best year um, in 2020 and it's it's only Q1. So I'm just super excited about that. But um, that allows me to focus more on this podcast as well. And I'm not as stressed. Um, things are going well. Team's going well. We're bringing on new people, new hires. Um, Ken's helping me crush it on the content side. So I'm just super excited. But this week we have Justin, the founder of Get Your Grind Up. I was on his podcast, I believe, last year, maybe two years ago. I'm just really cool dude talked a lot about um, FIFA, about uh, the 2K League, which honestly I don't know a lot about, so it's just cool to get his perspective. And as always, I appreciate any any reviews, any all the five-star five star ratings, um, and any feedback, honestly, that you have on these episodes, because I am looking at all of it. Um, of course, you can find me on any social media platforms at tag just Q. You can also follow this podcast on LinkedIn and on Instagram at game. And I'm just really, really going to be focused on pushing out good content, focused on getting really good guests. So anyone that you want to see on the show, just let me know, and I will definitely, definitely give them a holler. But I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did recording it. Well, dope, dude. I, I appreciate you coming on my show. You you sent me a text. Um, you're like, I'd love to get involved. And it's just, it's really cool. Like, just seeing people come out of the woodwork, like, yo, like, I want to talk about gaming. And they might not be, like, actually in esports. They might not do that professionally or anything like that or be in the indus- video game industry. But it's just really cool to see everybody come out. And I know you have some experience and you have some context in the industry. I was looking at your Instagram post right now and, like, you were just participating in a fifa tournament i suck at fifa but is that correct <laughs> yeah so um the uh the mls all-star game was in orlando so they had like a combined event with the mls and the emls and they had like this fifa tournament that was going on i'm not the greatest at it but i went to just say ha-has and i know the uh orlando city emls player shout out to fifa abe and he was going to be there so we just use it as like a way to meet up and i got to meet a few of the other emls players that i knew too um it was it was so cool just to see the atmosphere and like esports is so interesting. Um, what was the age like there? The age I would say probably in terms of the gamers, twenty five and younger. Probably twenty five to like I think you had to be eighteen to play in it. Um, I don't think there was a cash prize or anything like that, but you, I think you got like tickets to the game if you won or something yeah. like that. What about the audience? Um, 
audience was older was mainly older like yeah you had some you had some kids but the video game industry a lot of people don't know this in orlando is like kind of popping because we have um like full sale university is here which is a huge like the i know the co-founder of call of duty he came from full sale um ea has one of their headquarters down in orlando um so there's like a decent video game culture in orlando that not a lot of people know of so that's why there's a good amount of like older generational people that pay attention to to esports and gaming in the central florida area no it's interesting man i my family's from daytona beach i don't get out i don't get down to florida a lot but i actually didn't know that either um i knew full sale like that's that's super sweet in terms of um the tournament itself because i know one thing you wanted to talk about was just like the traditional sport side and um i know you said something about them doing doing something wrong and we can dive into that in a bit but um in terms of this specific tournament how do you think they did in terms of driving traffic from the esports side to the to the actual game um i think it was good but there's so there's so many more overlaps that they could have done to make it better so like it was that it was the MLS All-Star game. So obviously All-Star, anything All-Star in the US is like you have to do something spectacular. And I was just thinking in my head, like what if you had because it was a it was a tournament style. So you had the finals. Right. Um, and some of the finals, they had like influencers, like some of them were like the the F2 freestylers. I'm not sure if you're familiar with their stuff, but they're huge on social media, like millions upon millions of followers and do freestyle tricks. And they had like Landon Donovan come out and play on the team and mm. some big name players. And I'm thinking if they just had the finals of the tournament played on the big screen during halftime, it would have gotten so much so many more people involved in esports. Right. Because they had the final, I think it was the day before the MLS All-Star game. And it was just in it was in a calf, like a huge calf. There's probably about anywhere between probably 500 to 1000 people there. Obviously, that's a big range, but didn't really do a head count. But they they had about let's just um, estimate for the high side of a thousand people watching. If you brought that to the big screen on the MLS screen. Right. You can broadcast that live to the hundreds of thousands of people, maybe even millions of people watching right across the U.S., probably millions. And then you also have the tens of thousands of people in the stadium watching and they all they get an introduction into the esports side. And I think that's where the sports side has such a unique avenue than, let's say, like a League of Legends or an Overwatch League, because you can't really combine that with a real life event, whereas the 2K League or the EMLS or anything like that, you can easily find ways to combine them but there just doesn't seem to be much synergy there do you think that the audience is the same like the people that are going to watch fifa are they the same people that are actually watching so i think it's mainly a younger audience right usually people who watch um sports or esports sorry whether it's on twitch and you're watching your favorite twitch streamer or youtube gaming whatever it may be it's traditionally the younger generation which is perfectly fine that makes sense we grew up with the internet but if your goal is to expand and you want the older generation to do it why not incorporate it with something that they're already doing all you had to do was do it at halftime when people are already going to be in the stadium they're going to be influenced by it subconsciously so like yeah maybe if they don't want to watch it they'll just go onto their cell phone but it's something better than just having a blank field and the sprinklers going off to water the field. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very interesting, man. Like, like esports and I would say like soccer and maybe a few other like are the only like truly like 
global sports in the world, which is very cool. And I think like if you look at the NBA, like all of the numbers are going down, like all the viewership, it's going down. And they, a big reason, like, yo, we want to get into the like 2K because they wanted to capture that younger demographic. Like, I'm not a big soccer fan, honestly, but I think like soccer is a global sport crushing it. I think it would always be there. I don't, I don't see them competing. I think there's a lot of opportunity for them to come together. I think there's a lot of money there that can be made. I just, I'm interested to hear from you, like, what are some actionable things that we can do um, in terms of getting more of a, a crossover t- between the two traditional sides or the traditional and the esports side? Well, I think um, I think with the esports side, right, there's so much focus on the gaming side, which totally makes sense. And this quote that I think it came from Mark Cuban, I always remember. Where terrible business. Yeah, yeah well, it's not necessarily terrible business, but it's, when I went into the, I think he was talking about like a, a meeting where he went and met with like the NBA owners or whatever. And they all thought that they were in the basketball business, but he says that they're actually in the, the, uh, the experience business, right? Because not every person who comes to a basketball game really cares about the stats. Probably the majority don't. They just go for the atmosphere, right? The screaming fans, the hot dog, the Coke, the beer that gets spilled on you, whatever it is. That's what you go there for, majority of us, right? There's only a few diehard fans that actually go to watch the the small forward on the Milwaukee Bucks sink in that three because most people don't even know who the small forward on the Milwaukee Bucks is, right? And esports, I feel, especially in the sporting world, is so focused on like how well the FIFA is playing, how well the game is playing, or how well 2K League is, that they're not even focused on the experience portion of it. And I think that's the most undervalued thing about the esports world is how do you scale the atmosphere? Because you can't scale the game but you can scale the atmosphere. And that's what all of these big sports teams have been able to do, whether it's football, basketball, or whatever. The reason that I feel football is such a highly valued sports team is because they have that tailgating culture before the game. And you have a better experience when you go to an NFL game. Obviously, their viewership is going down now because of other things. But I think that's why their their sport evolve so quickly compared to basketball and soccer and in the u.s i i would agree like i think we um we struggle on the experience side i'm going to um i'm going to minnesota for the inaugural cod league on january 24th um and it's an experience man like that's why i'm going there like i don't like i could watch the thing online you know but i'm going to experience the culture so i 1000 percent would agree there's a lot of teams pouring in a lot of money for these facilities pouring money for like these entertainment like um stadiums dude like i i agree if we can scale the experience side we will absolutely crush it it will grow do you think that's more so going to be on like the digital experience side like think like uh, marshmallow like streaming like a set on Fortnite, you know like that side mm-hmm. or is it going to be like actually physical space or a blend of the two i think it's going to be a little bit of both and especially when you get into like the vr world of everything who knows what's possible right but I think especially in the sports league, it's incredibly important to focus on the experience side because let's say the MLS, right? They want to gauge, they want to grow their viewership. So they're aiming towards the younger audience and that's why they want to add the esports side. But the reality is the esports viewership of FIFA isn't that large in the US. 
it's i think they get maybe a few thousand on their twitch streams which isn't anything crazy you're with compared to like a league of legends or anything that is selling out like the staples arena and arenas around the world the interesting thing is they put no money behind their um their players to grow their brands and even though esports is such a digital atmosphere the sporting industry puts zero money behind the the teams that they're associated with to grow their digital brand so let's imagine your um the new york red bulls right and you have your emls player what i would do if i was in marketing is i would throw as much money towards digital ads to get that person instagram famous twitch famous whatever it is because if then he has a large following, let's say, let's say we can get him to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers on social media, and he hosts a meet and greet at the next New York Red Bulls game, then your ticket sales go through the roof. Yep. And that's where that's why I think the NBA has started to grow. Obviously, again, like you said, the numbers are starting to go down. But over the past couple of years, their viewership has gone up until recently because they've allowed their players such um, such great platforms, especially people like LeBron James, Curry, etc. And they've been able to grow their personal brand to be able to grow the business of basketball. Thousand percent, man. It's it's just like business. It is a business, you know. And I I agree. I think right now we're seeing a lot of teams, you know, like it's they're gamers. They're not they're not business people first. And I think there is a lot of smart money coming in, which is cool to see. I'm not overly familiar with the 2K League or the, like FIFA League. Like I've done some work with the NBA League here. I just I love basketball, but I'd rather play. <laughs> exactly. But for for things like this. Let's say just like the 2K League, like, is it predicated on the NBA doing well? I don't think so. But I think the way, the best way to go about it in the future is to combine the two. And you're already starting to see it, right? You have like the NBA teams are all associated with their NBA 2K team. Same with the MLS. The MLS is associated with their EMLS team. Um, I think they can both live in their own world if they want to. But I think the best way to both grow is to grow together. Like if you can incorporate an NBA 2K game within an NBA actual real life game, that's going to be the best cohesive thing. Like if you can get, let's say the Milwaukee Bucks are playing the Golden State Warriors, right? And during each quarter, there's a break. Usually it's like, what, five minutes, five, 10 minutes or so um, between each quarter. Why not have the 2K league teams play their first quarter second quarter third quarter fourth quarter within those breaks Hmm. then you're just giving extra entertainment to the people that are there the people who don't want to watch it they can just go grab their hot dog like they want to but the kids which are their kids that are that are going to the game can be entertained by those people that are there you're not taking away anything you're just adding more value and it doesn't really i don't think it would take anything crazy to hook up and a playstation to to the jumbotron yeah so what I'm hearing you say is that the the NBA should not so much look at getting from the 2K League and getting those young viewers. They should also look at helping the NBA 2K League so that more of a more of a collaboration. I guess it's yeah. I don't know. It's interesting to me, man. Like let's say I hope not, but let's say the NBA fails like next year or something. You know, like what happens at 2K? Does does 2K just stop? Well, see the thing with the 2K League, right? Is the, the way that it works is you don't actually use a real NBA player, right? 
the yeah. they use their own created player. So the 2K league, I think, could still live on if the two if the NBA league ended up um, going bankrupt next week or something because they're just using their own generated players. So that's the unique side of the 2K League versus the MLS. MLS, I think, has a lot of work. I think they're focusing on the wrong platform for their uh, um, for their esports or FIFA esports in general um, because they use Ultimate Team. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with like the Ultimate Team feature, but it's very pay to win. And is that FIFA, the one where you just like get cards and you have players? Yeah, you have to get yeah. cards and like match them up and create your own team. Essentially, yeah, see, that's, like what I, that's what I players. thought. Two K League was like. I honestly, yeah. I can't. I haven't watched a basketball game unless I'm there. I haven't watched. <laughs> I could not sit down for an NBA Two K game if I tried. I just get it's just not my thing. I get so bored. I need action. But that, mm-hmm. that's very interesting. Like even well, so then, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm ahead. not sure if I would be. And this is like my perspective. I'm not sure if I would watch that if the NBA didn't exist. Like I, I don't, I don't, I'm not seeing the, the, the draw on my end. If the NBA didn't exist. I totally get what you're saying. And I think if 2k, if the 2k league wants to survive, they need to make it more real life than it is a video game. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is like, I thought, I didn't think that I could sit through a 2k league game either. Um, until I, I, they they hosted an event at Full Sail and I went to it because I got some tickets to it. I was like, oh, this is actually like really cool. Like you can hear them talking smack to each other. Whenever someone dunks on someone, <laughs> they're all standing up and like getting in people's faces. Like it's legit. And it's really interesting because it's again, it's that atmosphere, that competitive atmosphere, that sports mentality atmosphere that you don't get through a uh, um, like a screen, right? That you're viewing through uh through a stream and that same thing can be added to whether it's overwatch or league of legends or anything like that but again it comes down to because in the 2k league the players that are playing are actually like their own player yes they get to choose like their height and and their weight and everything like that and their play style but it's their own generated players they're not playing with lebron or, or curry or anything like that they're playing with themselves um that's where the mls and fifa kind of differ because they in fifa you play with ultimate team and where 2K League is, there's five players controlling five players. In FIFA, there's one player controlling 11 people. So then comes the problem of like AI, and that's yeah. not um, a yeah. problem in any other esports, right? Every other esport is very player focused. It's there's the skill gap between good and bad players, and there's nothing that's really broken, so to say. Whereas FIFA and 2K, there are certain things that are very broken. And when I mean broken is like in 2K, you can build a guy who will always make a fadeaway every single time he shoots. If the person that knows how to play with them um, knows the timing of their shot. So that becomes really boring for um, for the viewer because they're just going to go down, put the guy in the post. He's going to turn and fade away. Whereas that would never happen in real life. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean. Like they need to make it a little bit more realistic in terms of the way that the game kind of flows because you don't want it to keep repeating the same old metas over and over again. Yeah. I was talking in my last interview, we were talking just about like the formula one, um, like the racer and the, the, the gamer, right. And he actually beat him. And it's just, it's, I love what you say just about skill and in making it more realistic because like there's so much skill that goes into this stuff. And um, another good point you made was just like, they're playing like their actual character, you know, and 
to me, like, again, I'm, I'm more into like the Overwatch and the CODs and the Apex and Fortnite and things like that. Like I love first person shooters, um, even League of Legends, more into like the fantasy stuff, you know, things with stories. Mm-hmm. But what you said about like just controlling your own person, your own avatar, that like, where, where do you see like the future? I like, I can rant on it all day, but like, where do you see the future of that? Because it maybe not even 2K, not, not FIFA, but more on just like esports in general. Do you think it will be like, Hey, here's my character or here's this character that I'm taking control of that's already been created. I think I think it's going to be like the here's my character and I think the best people that are doing that right now, at least the ones that I've been paying attention to is 100 Thieves, right? They focus yeah. a lot more on like the content side um of things and I think that's where esports should actually go because if you look at the 2K League, or not the 2K League, sorry. If you look at um, the NBA League in general, the reason that it's going the way that it is right now is because they've given their players a platform. And esports is at such a unique place because they are literally, their platform is literally the internet. And they already know how to interact with the Twitches of the world, the Instagrams of yeah. the world, et cetera, because they're always on there. They need to learn that to build their, their voice in the esports world. And I think the future of it really comes when these esports organizations, whether it's Overwatch, League of Legends, EMLS, 2K League, when they realize the power of someone growing a following mm. and them producing content and that ultimately leading to ticket sales and jersey sales, etc., that person's going to become their own character. The same way LeBron James became LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree, dude. Minnesota Rocker, um, Who's in the COD, COD league? Gary V invested in them, and I think another New York investment um, group invested in them. But they're strictly like they're they're focused on content, and it, it shows. Like they're already finding a lot of success. Like they're one of my favorite teams. I'm from Minnesota too, but like their branding's on point. Um, their podcast is on point. Their Instagram, like it's all there, and they're creating the content, but but also the players, you know. And I already know that they're going to invest a lot of money in building up these players and. Like you said before, like it's just like a business, man. Like if you have that brand, if you have that um, that status, you have that pull, you're gonna be able to drive a lot of traffic for your company. It's the same. It's the same thing for a for a team, whether it's e or traditional. Yeah, I mean, even like if you look at traditional sports in general, the the majority of their money it doesn't come from really winning a championship. Mm. The majority of it comes from ad sales. Obviously, the more you win, the more people watch you, want to watch you. But it does come from ads. Whether you're the Milwaukee Bucks or the you're the LA Lakers, you're making your money from ads and making people want to watch you. I don't understand why it hasn't been such a smooth transfer into like the esports world of like building up your your digital profile. Because I would have thought that that makes so much sense of like, all right, we're going to build up this guy's profile because then that'll lead to more ticket sales for whenever we host an esports event. Yeah. Would you say there's more like, who would you say has made it to mainstream stardom as a gamer? Like, can you name off a few? I could probably I name mean, off one. Like mainstream, 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 mainstream. Um, obviously Ninja, you've got your your Ninja, but he's like not really pro. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he's a like gamer. Yeah, he's a he's like a personality more than a yeah. pro gamer. I think the only one that really crosses my mind is uh the kid. What's his name? Boga, whatever the the Fortnite? kid that won Fortnite. Yeah. yeah, like I only know him because he won so much money that he was getting coverage and people were like, holy crap, like how old is he? Maybe what, like 16? 
right? Yeah, he was and young. He, he won crazy amount of money. He was on like Ellen and all that stuff. And that's what made him into mainstream because of just the prize pool. But other than that, I don't think there are many pro actual pro players that have built a digital profile. Which um, is insane. Yeah, that makes no sense Especially to me. Especially with the amount of money being poured into the industry right now. It's so insane to me. Yeah, like if you gave some of them like a few thousand dollars to mess with ads and mm-hmm. that ended up growing their Twitch viewership, like that's probably way more money than you winning a championship because you don't really get a cut of that yeah. championship. And what are the odds of you actually winning that championship? Yeah, thousand percent. It's super, the, the sponsorships it's super that come from there, the influencer deals that come from that, you know, like the relationships that you build because of that. Like it's insane. It's insane to me that more money is not being poured. And I like I could rant on that on the business side too. Like it's insane to me that companies don't pour money into their employees more or the brands or their executives, whatever. But it's ridiculous to me, especially without with how much money is being poured in and invested right now that that's not a focus for all teams and organizations. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's just weird to me because it's like where like obviously the valuations for esports teams are crazy right now. Um, I don't think that they should be anywhere near as high as they they are. Um, that's, I think a bubble waiting to, to burst in itself. So FIFA, which is probably has the tiniest prize pool. Um, I think if you win the worldwide tournament, you might get $250,000. Um, and then if you get third place, you get $750, right? So there's a huge gap there, right? If you're not first or second, you're, you're not really eating for the rest of the year. Um, but what's more valuable to you? Having a player that has to compete with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of other people to become that one spot, which you might get a percentage of that 250,000. So let's say you get 10%. So you've made $25,000 as an organization, right? Yeah. Or a person who you've put in, put some money in who now has a million followers across all social media platforms and they have a real community like what is more valuable and i think it's an easy question it's an easy answer of like choosing the person who has a community of a million people like that twenty five thousand dollars that's meaningless to a large billion dollar company across all of them man like of course like you've got the dota 2s fortnites the league of legends and i like i think it's the same across any league any game it doesn't matter like you invest in your people and like you're going to see that return and it's going to be so much easier, so much easier to make money in the long run. And it definitely is a bubble waiting. waiting to break. <laughs> it's fucking insane, dude. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy because I think like that's why um, that's why 100 Thieves doesn't do Call of Duty anymore because it just costs too yep. much. Like it doesn't even it's make like sense. 25 million or something like that. Insane. Like just to yeah. enter. So it's like, how do you even come up with twenty five million in terms of revenue? Because there's no real revenue model for yeah, uh, obviously they're never, ads. They're not going to make that money back, not yeah. anytime soon, anyway. <laughs> like it's, I don't know. The whole esports model is, I really want it to succeed, and I think there's a space for it to succeed. But I think the millennials have been have gotten so hyped about esports yeah. that they might shoot it out the wall. Like they they might overhype it. You know what I mean? Dude, I think it definitely has way too much hype right now. I think also like the publishers just have so much control. Like they don't have to answer to anybody. Like Overwatch, like it, it's their it's their league, you know? Like, yeah, give us 25 million. You're never gonna make your money back. They could very easily lower that, man, and very easily help these teams make their money back, but they have so much control. 
And I agree. So like does Overwatch own those leagues? So like, so does pretty, Overwatch yeah, it's own it's a, it's Overwatch a publisher. League? It's a publisher. That's interesting. They can change the game, the rules of the game at any moment. They have so much fucking control. They can add a new character at any moment, change the meta. They can raise the prices, you know, whatever it is. Like there's just so much control there. And I'm, I'm really, really hoping, and I, I think we'll get there within five years, just really hoping that that gets better. And because honestly, I want to own a team one day or invest in a team one day. But right now, I, it's terrible business. So let me ask you, like, how would that relationship ever work then? Like, In terms of what? Because if I'm the publisher, right, why would I ever really give con- you control? Why would like you even give you a piece yep. of it? Because like soccer, right? Let's just take soccer or football or basketball or, or whatever. Like no one owns basketball's IP. No one owns soccer's IP uh, essentially, right? Yeah. Like how would it work from a publisher's standpoint of like, yeah, I own Overwatch. Like why would I be incentivized to give UQ some control over if I want to create a character or anything like that? Yeah, the teams aren't making money. Like... <laughs> They're not going to be in the league very long, you know? Like, I, I think we have to figure out a lot of stuff. Like, it's still very much in its infancy. But if they're not making money in all of these teams, like 100 Thieves, like, amazing. Like, I love the way that they did stuff. But maybe they won't be around, you know? Like, um, the stuff that's going on with Rick Fox's team, like, I think it was just pushed out, right? The lawsuits, all this stuff. Like, I they're think probably so. not going to be around um, because... Granted, like there, there's a lot of stuff going on there, but like there's so much money being poured in. The valuations are just skyrocketing and it's it's going to burst. So I, I I honestly don't know. But if the teams aren't around, if they're not there, if they can't buy in, if they're not making their money back, then that publisher is not going to make their money back either. Publisher is not going to make any money either. They're just banking right now. Yeah, I mean, I really think Fortnite really destroyed the the growth of esports at least recently mm. and what i mean by destroy i mean like it skyrocketed it so much that it might end up cannibalizing itself why do you say that? i think it i think it grew too quick like esports in in general because like before fortnite right esports like people knew about esports but it wasn't really in mainstream news. Even the biggest Overwatch yeah. leagues or Call of Duty leagues, no one really talked about it, even though there was substantial money in those industries. But once Fortnite bursted into the scene, specifically Ninja, everyone started paying attention once they heard that Ninja was making, um, what was it, $500,000 a month streaming. And yeah. even though he wasn't even in the, the pro esports world, they associated that with um, esports gaming. So now every kid that's growing up wants to be, even though they they actually want to be a Twitch streamer, they say that they want to go into esports. Yeah. yeah and I think very true. that might like end up cannibalizing itself because everyone like everyone wants to go into this industry when they actually don't even want to go into this industry, if that makes sense. Dude, I think the same thing could be like argued about like, hey, I want to be a social media influencer, you know? I think everyone's exactly. kind of trying it. Everyone's kind of trying to figure it out. And a lot of people are fucking up. A lot of people are making mistakes. A lot of people are losing money. Um, but the industry is shaping because of that. And I think we'll probably see the same thing with esports, you know, man. Like people are going to be interested in it because of that. Well, that's exciting. I can make money streaming. I think that's esports. Let's jump into it, you know? And like they're going to learn. They're going to become educated. There's going to be more people that discover it because of that. Um, so I don't, th- I don't think it's ruined it. I'm very like Fortnite. 
not really Fortnite, but Epic Games interests me a lot because they've got, they mm-hmm. own the engine, right? They own Unreal Engine, which you create games and you create worlds and they own Fortnite, right? Like it's basically become like the social media platform and like the league, like they're making money, like people are competing. They have all of the resources to create something like Ready Player One, which is just so fascinating to me. <laughs> and they have a lot of money and they just hired a shit ton of people. So I'm very, very curious to see what they do next. Um, I don't I don't think it really esports but I, I do agree that it grew so fast and there's a lot of attention on that game but i think it also forced people to say hey like we gotta we gotta do better here let's level up yeah and what i mean by ruined esports is like like it grew too quick that's what i mean that it's gonna take like a bubble to burst and yeah. for esports in general to like go back to square maybe not necessarily square one but like square three right and then have to organically grow itself again because there's so much hype on esports that it's like the valuations have just gone through the roof even more and that's that's when you start seeing like 08 and 09 um of like the stock market and everything kind of replaying itself because i have that financial mindset so that's why everything kind of goes back to like 08 09 the and then the 2000 burst and everything like that maybe obviously esports isn't going to like destroy the whole real estate market or anything like that but i think it's gonna have to take some time before it actually gets to to where they think they are right now dude i agree i think a lot of team like like you were saying before just valuations are ridiculous like if i got someone gave me half of a million dollars like even a fraction of that i could build a fucking beastie ass team you know like a beastie ass team like it's just i agree it's gonna take something especially something before I'm like, okay, yeah, I should really make a play in this because not making the money back. <laughs> Dude, 100%, not anytime man. Soon, it's, man. it's super not weird. It's super weird. <laughs> it's so cool. Dude, to but me, I like guess the, like that's, that's just like the VC world though, in general, like, yeah. like you look at Uber though, right? Like they haven't really turned a profit yet, but yet yeah. they're valued at billions upon billions of dollars. And mm-hmm. it's very similar to to um, the esports world of things. It's like, I don't know. It's the VC world really interests me, and obviously that's it's kind of veering away from esports. But VC, I think, plays a part in why esports has become what it is right now in terms of valuations and everything. Yeah, absolutely, man. There was there was something recently. Um, I think it was Misfit Gaming that just started a fund. I'm pretty sure um, I was reading this morning and pretty sure Misfit Gaming just started a fund, which is really cool to see like gamers giving back to gamers, um, gamers investing in, in, in people in that industry. Cause I think it, it needs to happen. Very interesting space. Something I'm learning about. Cause I just, I've always bootstrapped everything that I've owned, which is its own challenge, but I like controls. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I, I got you. <laughs> but yeah. I'm excited to see where the industry goes, man. Um, Dude, same here. It's a, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out over the next kind of 10 to 15 years. But everyone is saying it might get bigger than traditional sports. I think it's going to be a while before it gets gets to that level um, in terms of just like, um, especially in the U.S. And in Asia, you can already see that it's growing like crazy. But the U.S., I think we've got we've got quite a few time before anything tr- like crazy happens in terms of viewership. I think it'll be a while, but I do think that the future of everything from my perspective i'm weird so fuck it but my perspective (laughs) the future of everything honestly is it's video games it's immersive you know like if you name any like anything from like sex to sports you know like to me it's 
it's video games. It's immersive. You're in this. Like this is where it, this is where it's at. You go home, you put on a headset, or you put on whatever it is, pop in the contacts, and bam, I'm in it. Like so, I, I do, I do think it'll surpass it. I think it's a while. We're not ready for that yet. No, we're near ready for that yet. But I, I do think that's the future of everything. Yeah, I mean, if VR ever really figures itself out like and turns into a legitimate VR, like how everyone thinks it's supposed to run. Um, I think there's an argument to be made for that, like the ready player ones of the world, or maybe I'm just playing FIFA in my own like room or something, right? Yeah. That would be sick. Um, and that's what I've always had like the dream of doing, but I don't see that happening anytime soon, even though I wish that it would happen, but we'll see because that, that'll open up a whole a whole new world because then if you're old can you still play video games if everything is in vr you know what i mean yeah yeah dude i think you think you're like um retirement homes nowadays it's like okay yeah we're playing dominoes we're playing like cards like <laughs> walking around like that's all we're doing you know like in mine like honestly i, I don't want to be in one but if i am like i'm gonna be playing video games you know i'll be chilling like 100 like percent <laughs> A hundred percent, dude. I'm playing Fortnite and Apex when I'm fucking like 95 dude, years old. Gotta have me on Apex, man. <laughs> <laughs> dude, what do you play on? Uh, I've got an Xbox and a PS4. Okay, Xbox. Yeah, well, definitely. I haven't played in a while, but I was playing it for a minute when it first came out. Yeah. Um. So I'll probably suck when I jump back on it, but we'll uh, see. Good, I'll have man. to play you in FIFA to, to, to even it out. <laughs> yeah, you'll kick my ass. I haven't played FIFA in a long ass time, but appreciate you coming on dude, dude thank you me. so much for for having me on man it's always fun to talk about esports whenever i can